written forever. My mum came to England on a Jamaica banana producer's boat. It sailed into West India dock on Guy Fawkes night in the same year under a shower of fireworks that my mum believed were to welcome her. My dad was an accounting clerk in Jamaica for, among other companies, Tate and Lyle. My mum was a teacher. They were middle class. They grew up in large houses. They even had servants. They came to Britain on British Empire passports in order to find more opportunities for work and advancement. But once here, they struggled to find good housing. They had to live in one room for many years. They had a period of being homeless and then living in halfway housing where my dad was not allowed to stay with his wife and his three children. Eventually, they were housed in the council flat in Highbury, where I was born and where I grew up. My dad did not have trouble finding work. He was employed by the post office. But my mum was not allowed to use her Jamaican teaching qualification to teach in England. She needed to retrain. So she took in sewing throughout my childhood. But she still nursed her dream of becoming a teacher again. In England the fabled mother country that they had learned so much about at school in Jamaica. My parents were poor and working class. They believed that in order to get on in this country, they should live quietly and not make a fuss. They should assimilate and be as respectable as they possibly could, clean the front step every week, go to church on Sundays, keep their children well-dressed and scrub behind the ears. On one occasion, my mum did not have money to buy food for our dinner, none at all. She worried that she might be forced into the humiliation of asking someone, a neighbour perhaps, for a loan. She walked out into the street, praying for a solution, and found a one-pound note lying on the pavement. In my mum's eyes, that was not a stroke of luck, that was a strategy. My parents believed that, with no real entitlement to anything, they must accept what this country was willing to give. They were, after all, immigrants. As long as they didn't do anything too unusual that might upset the people of England, then they could get on. My mum was desperate for my dad to lose his accent and stop saying naman and cha in every sentence. They never discussed Jamaica with anyone. My mum would get embarrassed if she saw a black person drawing attention to themselves. It drew attention to her as well, and she hated that. My family is fair-skinned. In Jamaica, this had had a big effect on my parents' upbringing. Because of the class system inherited from British colonial times, people took the colour of your skin very seriously. My parents had grown up to believe themselves to be of a higher class than any darker-skinned person. This isolated them from other black Caribbeans who came to live here. They wanted nothing to do with them. My mum once told me how, back in Jamaica, her father would not let her play with children who were darker than her. She said wistfully, But I had to, or I would have had no one to play with. So when she came to England, she was pleased to be bringing her children up amongst white children. We would always have lighter-skinned children to play with. I was expected to isolate myself from darker-skinned people too, and it seemed perfectly normal to me that the colour of your skin was one of the most important things about you. White people, of course, never had to think about it, but if you were not white, well then, 
How black were you? I accepted all this as logical. That was how I would be judged. Light-skinned or not, still we were asked, When are you going back to your own country? Why are you here? Why is your food so funny? Why does your hair stick up? Why do you smell? The message was that our family was foreign and had no right to be here. When a member of the far-right group, the National Front, waved one of their leaflets in my face and started laughing, I felt I owed them some sort of apology. I wanted them to like me. It would be years before I realised I could be angry with them. The racism I encountered was rarely violent or extreme, but it was insidious and ever-present and it had a profound effect on me. I hated myself. I was ashamed of my family and embarrassed that they came from the Caribbean. In my efforts to be as British as I could be, I was completely...